Good morning, everyone. This is Skinny. Welcome to Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinny McKinney. We're brought to you by the Building Institute of Central Kentucky. Answering your questions, giving you the skinny on home improvement, remodeling, designing, or building. Whether you're doing it yourself, having a friend or relative help, or hiring a professional. 873-9566, open phone lines. And in the studios with me this week, I've got John Gillis with number one. Kentucky Home Inspections. So welcome, John. Cool. Skinny, thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I'm excited to be here. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So John and I know each other through uh, kind of a networking group and actually did work. We've done work together in the steel company that you are work with too. And so tell me about home inspection. How did you get into home inspection? You know, what was the passion or the why behind that? Yeah, so the the why behind that is I always had a passion for construction uh, one way or another. So I started off, you know, in high school working with uh, carpenters uh, around town and learned uh, sort of that trade. And then as I went into college, worked at Lowe's and thought about being an architect and decided to get into construction management, went to Eastern for construction management and just always enjoyed being part of construction one way or another. So as I did work around the house and things in my first house, I was always picky and looking for different things. My wife said, you know, you need to be, you need to go do this some, somehow or someplace and uh, instead of criticizing our house all the time. So I <laughs> uh, went and figured out how to be a home inspector and, you know, with all my background education and then I've also got an MBA. So it gives me a, a well-rounded education process to go into the home buying process with the buyer. Yeah. So, so you have to be licensed to be a home inspector? You do have to be licensed. I can't just slap a sign on the side of my truck and be a home inspector? Nope. There are uh, states that do allow that. <laughs> really? But, uh, the good thing is Kentucky has put in a, a license feature years ago. And uh, so our process, you've got to go basically to a two-week school to do your training, uh, make sure that you're educated enough on the process. And after you do that two-week, you do uh, several national test exams, fill all that paperwork out, send it to the state. They say okay, you know what you're talking about. You can go out and call yourself a, a licensed home inspector yeah. for the state of Kentucky. And I would say that background in construction and construction management also helped because you might have some inspectors that may just, you know, they're looking to get into something, they, they get into that. Do, do you find other home inspectors have a construction background? Some don't, but have you felt that that's helped you in, in what you're doing? Oh, it's, yeah, certainly helps me. I mean, there's people that they sort of may learn on the job and they've, have successful careers, but I think it allowed me to come out of the box and know what I was talking about from the very get-go. You know, I don't think any home inspector knows everything as, you know, we all don't know everything. So I'm always learning on the job or you may see an odd thing in a house and you're like, okay, what is this? And I have a good network of people that I can call and contact either through Facebook, by phone, whatever, and find out the answers if I'm yeah. Don't know it myself. Well, and that's one thing I've noticed over the years, and just with even with remodeling and construction, when we have building inspectors, you have a building inspector that comes out at one point during an inspection, might see something, but you're looking at so much stuff that maybe they didn't see one other thing or something like that. And then you have this, a different inspector, same type of project, might see something different. And it's like, so do you find that in home inspection too, that there's... Yeah, yeah, there is because I mean every inspector. I mean we're all human, so there's somebody may look at something differently than I may look at it. But I think majority of the time, if you're a pretty good inspector and been around, you're going to catch 
majority of the same things. I mean, we may not look at some of the smaller issues that we may not be on the same page, but I think the majority of the big issues, we all should catch those that are going to be costly down the road for a potential buyer. Now, as a home inspector, what's the liability behind? So if you do an inspection and find something or don't find something, you know, it's kind of like, you know, there's I know there's non there's disclosures in real estate like if a homeowner mm-hmm. had a leak or something and they didn't disclose it and you know things like that is there what's the liability for a home inspector if you didn't well, find something or that, I guess that would be the main thing if you didn't find something and then it came up in majority of times I mean you know people are pretty honest overall with disclosures so I try to actually not really concentrate on disclosure before I get to a house anyway so it doesn't affect me. So I'm going to try to find that leak that maybe they didn't disclose on the on the form. So, mm-hmm. and I can always ask, you know, if I find a leak and say, "Hey, is this on the disclosure form?" Okay, no big deal. We'll, we'll keep going. But if I do find an active leak, like if I'm in the attic space or on the roof, and I see something that needs to be addressed, I'm going to have that in my report and uh, address it. Let my client know that, hey, this needs to be repaired sooner than later because it's just going to get worse over time. Uh, and that's one of the things I say. You know, my motto is, "We inspect it." Like it's our home, so I, I go in every house thinking that personally I'm going to be. If I'm going to live, if here. I'm going to live here, I want this to be on my report. So sometimes those reports can get lengthy and maybe more information than what some people want. But I also look at my reports as a ongoing to do list as well. So even though it may be something minor, as maybe a door lock or something on a bedroom door that doesn't quite fit right, I'm going to still let the homeowner know that hey, this. This is a $2 repair or five-minute repair for you, but, hey, put it on your to-do list and get it repaired when you move in or whatever. So, But, yeah, liability-wise, what you're asking, I am liable. I mean, it's, uh, you know, yeah. if and I miss something. you got all your insurance requirements yeah, I mean, and your liability, just like us as contractors. And exactly. Like yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I stand behind my inspections. I mean, uh, I probably had two callbacks over the four years I've been in business and addressed those, and it was actually minor issues that um, – just maybe where my concentration was on something else in that area that I yeah. thought was more important. But in the end, that little little thing came back and the homeowner questioned me on it. And I was like, hey, I'll take care of it for you. Yeah. So, and you have, um, you know, you and your company, you have some of the best ratings online and, and things too. I looked, you know, looked all that up prior to us coming to coming together and, and on the show. So Yeah, I've got a good uh, following on Facebook. I mean, a lot of people go in there without me even asking and say, hey, you know, put a review on there for you. So, you know, that's what I say. I always try to be a man on award and back it up as a as I can and try to be as fair of that's what I've always done in business I've been you know out of school you know in the real world as I call it since 2001 yeah. so if um, if there's ever anything you know I want people to contact me if it's a uh, three months down the road if it's a year down the road if it's two years down the road I want to help those buyers out I mean that's part of the service of hiring me so let's so. let's start with a uh, cost so it is is a price for a home inspection vary depending on the square footage and how big the house is? It does vary. So, I mean, it depends, okay. you know, newer houses, it depends on the age. So, I mean, you know, people ask me, you know, do I need a home inspection on a new construction house? I recommend it. So, I mean, you know, basically my starting price for a, for a small, regular three bedroom, two bath house, it starts out about 350 Okay, goes up to anywhere for, you know, more square footage, the older house, crawl spaces, you all add on from there. 
So, I mean, I would say typically my range is probably 375 to 400. Okay. It's probably the normal. So, what about, uh, house. what about horse farms? So, I, I think of one, I went out and looked at a house and I had the main house, I had the manager's house, there was a couple of barns. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in, the, we're in the thick of horse country here too. Have you done any of those or is that something that uh, really? uh, is a little different? I mean, that's a little different. Really, I don't think I've done it. I haven't done any horse farms, per se. I mean, I've done smaller residential farms. Right. But nothing, say, like seven, eight buildings like that. Do you I look mean, at the the barn or any of the outbuildings as part of an inspection, or is it just mainly the main house? So, basically, anything that's attached to the house is included in my original pricing. Okay. Uh, now, I do have one coming up next week that a lady was buying, like, a, a farm with a large barn, and she asked in particular, she goes, I would like you to you know, fully inspect that barn as well. So it's just, you know, a little bit additional price for that and, you know, make sure it's structurally safe for her and to get in there. And if I have any questions, I'm going to recommend her down the road to a contractor like yourself or a structural contractor or somebody that's going to come in and do the repair. So she gets an estimate to know what her costs are before she gets into that house. So walk me through a kind of talking about roofing for just a minute. Mm-hmm. How do you, are you physically getting up on the roof? Are you using drones? Are you, you got a, a helicopter that you're flying? You know, <laughs> tell me about that. So, so it all depends. I mean, the, there's always, you know, a safety issue. I try to get on as many roofs as possible. If I'm not on the roof, I try to have a pole that I put my camera on to be able to take better pictures of the roof. Okay. So, you know, if I'm in an attic space, I'm trying to get through the entire attic. I mean, I'm, I'm not, as as skinny as you are skinny but uh <laughs> i do have some thin build so i can get into some spaces that other people can't so allows me to see some vulnerable areas as i yeah. call them like in the attics you know valleys and stuff where potential leaks are going to happen so yeah. i'm able to get in those areas a little bit better and maybe some of the other bigger guys that are around yeah there's some it tight, gives me a little bit of tight spots you have to you go up in the little scuttle hole that's tucked away in somebody's closet is that definitely yeah. up in there? so yeah. i've tried to Contour my body to get into some of those to get in the <laughs> attic to make sure that I can uh, see everything I want to see and be 100%, you know, or at least 99 point whatever percent so you do uh, a lot secure of aerobics on and yoga before you walk into a house. Is that- <laughs> I'll, do some, I'll do some stretches. Yeah. So a few little stretches to get ready. So what if I'm not buying or selling my house and I've lived in my house for 10, 15 years and, you know, is there having a home inspection the benefit for that, you know, to see if there's, you know, sometimes it's like the piece of paper you walk past on the floor long enough, you know, eventually you don't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, are there things that a typical homeowner that maybe is not going to buy and sell, is there ever a good time for you to come out and do an inspection in that case? I think anytime, you know, if you've been in a house for 15 years and you're not a person that sees that, those things going on, the maybe the small leaks that are going on around the house that maybe don't expose themselves visually to some people, but if you got in the attic, you would see them. Those small leaks over time can cause several thousand dollar, dollars worth of damage. So, yeah, if you, you've been in a house for 15 years and you still plan to be there for another 15 years, you know, I'd be glad to come out. I mean, I've had people do that before to say, hey, tell me what's wrong with my house so I can make sure to get it repaired because yeah. I plan on being here another 15 years. Yeah. And you don't want to wait another five years and find out that there's wood rot somewhere or, you know, support columns or something going bad in the crawl space or basement. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely advise well, that. And, yeah, and if, especially, too, if you're going to do a major renovation to a house, too, it might mm-hmm. be a good good time to have that in addition, too, to see if there's anything else. You know, maybe you're adding on a huge addition to the house, but maybe there's something on the front of the house that you didn't know was there. So maybe as part of a renovation, 
come out, take a look at that. Yeah, because it's uh, definitely cheaper to go ahead and take care of why a contractor is going to be there anyways. Yeah. Instead of having a separate contractor have to come out <coughs> later. So. Yeah, excellent. Again, John Gillis with Number One Kentucky Home Inspections in the studio with us. So tell folks how to how to get a hold of it, and you have a website and. Yeah, website www dot just the number one, and then Kentucky Home Inspections plural dot com. That's my website. There's a a button on there you can hit to uh, request a inspection, and also probably the easiest way is just give me on my cell phone eight five nine. Four four seven six two six three. Excellent. All right, stay tuned. We'll be uh, right back after this break with John Gillis with Con- Number One Kentucky Home Inspections. Welcome back. This is Skinny. Welcome back to Skinny on the Home. In the studios with me is John Gillis with Number One Kentucky Home Inspections. Taking your calls, John. Take us through. So, kind of. Phone call to completion, kind of walk us through what does that look like? What does a home inspection look like from start to finish? Yeah, so the, you know, first, of course, you got to have the phone call or a text or whatever it may be, how they how that customer feels comfortable reaching out to me. And so my first question is going to be what the address of the house is, what the square footage is, if it's on a basement, crawl space, et cetera, to be able to give them a, a good price on the inspection. Then I'm going to ask them if they, you know, want to rate on uh, test as well with their their home inspection uh, and if there's any worries that they may have as, as they walk through the house once we you know agree on the all that I send them uh, or actually I'll reach out to the other side the uh, realtor on the uh, selling agent and if say it's a buy sell yeah if it's a, a traditional buy sell with realtors involved right, I'm, gotcha. I'm going to uh, say okay let's set this inspection for next Monday at 9 a.m. And if the seller's like, yeah, I can meet you there at lunchtime on my lunch break to do a walkthrough with you. And I'll say, all right, I'll reach out to the other side of the realtor and set this up. And once they say, yeah, we can be out of the house between 9 and 1 o'clock on Monday, uh, get that confirmed with my client. And then I'll get to the house on that, you know, Monday, whatever, and uh, start off, you know, basically on the outside of the house. I'll uh, walk around about three times. And that gives me time to, uh, or gives the 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 seller time to get out of the house as well so i get there and i start on the outside so it takes me about a half an hour 45 minutes around the outside of the house to get a good feel for the house look at siding look at brick look at the foundation look at the walkways look at the roof let me ask you a question about the outside so is that is the timing of of that too weather dependent i mean if can you do home inspections in all the rain that we've been having here in this whole spring and uh yeah winter time and the snow and it's yeah that's just part part of the job it's sort of like the postal service you're doing it no matter what so okay and actually i've had people like call me up the morning of like it's storming or something they'll say hey do you want to reschedule this inspection and i'm like no because this actually makes the uh, the attic inspection roof inspection much easier for me because i want to see the live leaks mm-hmm. while it's raining so yeah. and i've done that before i'll just sit up in the in the attic space and i'm listening around looking for leaks and listening for leaks and checking around your chimneys and stuff that exposes itself much easier when it's wet outside. Yeah. So. Good deal. So. Yeah. All right. Back to it. So we're outside. Yeah. So all that. outside, uh, once I feel confident on the outside, I'll go around about twice one direction. And then the final third time I'll reverse my direction just to get different angles and stuff on the house to 
Now, now, does the outside include like porches and sidewalks and driveways and things like that? Are you looking at those at all? Is that part of the inspection too? Yep, that's all part of it. I mean, okay. basically anything the that's, mailbox. Is that- <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, if I see it's hanging hanging over in the street, yeah, I'm going to tell them about it. But no, it's, normally I don't look too close at the mailboxes. Okay. But no, I am looking at the driveways, looking for cracks, looking for settlements, any type of drainage issues that they may have. Like, you know, I ran across one the other day where the backyard was full of water after a, a nice rain the night before, and it just wasn't draining properly. So, you know, in that case, I recommend, you know, getting the landscape guy over here, trying to see what he can do to improve this the drainage. So you are looking at drainage as well as kind of a yeah, on the lo- outside? If- as long as I can visually see it, I mean, I can't look, you know, underground and I'm not digging into the ground and stuff like that to see if they've properly put, like, drainage lines and stuff in. But... If I see issues like that, I'm definitely going to make the buyer aware of it. So. Yeah. Now, as part as uh, the outside, is that in, in the roofing that also includes the gutters and look, yep, and seeing if the gutters, making sure they're draining, draining you know, see if there's uh, you know three inches of leaves piled up in those gutters. I want you know I'm going to let them know as well that. Uh, so do you when it's not raining? Do you have to do a? Are you required to, or do you have to do a water test? For gutters at all? No, we okay. We don't do that. So that would be something I would uh, maybe recommend, you know. But I'm going to tell them, say, hey, this isn't draining properly. It doesn't look like it appears to be draining properly. So you would hire a contractor to to do that water test. Yeah, or clean so, it out. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, I mean, once I feel confident on the outside after looking at porches, driveways, walkways, I'm looking for trip hazards. So you know, I don't want uh, you know mom or somebody coming over to the house and tripping, you know. As they're going up to the front porch, so I'm going to let mm-hmm. them know and make sure that they get those, you know, trip hazards repaired. And after that, you know, go into the house and I start from basically the top and work my way down through the entire house. So I'll get up in the attic, you know, crawl around, walk around as much as I can in the attic space. I'm trying Hopefully, to, in the summer, it's you get there early in the morning before the heat sets in. <laughs> yeah, those afternoon inspections are uh, a little more. Uh, a little more sweaty, I guess. <laughs> so it, it does get pretty hot in most attics. I mean, anywhere from, you know, 100 degrees to 120 degrees probably on most summer afternoons up there. So so I try to, you know, take my time, make sure, I, you know, breathing well, safety first, and looking for uh, any leaks and stuff as I can. So, or in, in, you know, any structural issues that I see in the attic, you know, run across uh, broken trusses and different things like that, making sure the insulation is uh, appropriate for the energy of the house. Finally, I'll get down out of the attic space, and uh, you know, basically from there, I'm, I'm working through the house. So I'm going to bedrooms, I'm checking windows, checking all the electrical outlets I can. I'm checking doors to make sure they close, checking for cracks around the drywall. So what do you have, like a little plug-in thing with a light on it, like the yeah, it's just do? A, just yeah. an outlet tester. Yeah. So simple outlet tester checking. You know, it'll it'll click the GFCIs if there's a GFCI in a bathroom or whatever. If it doesn't click, I'll double check it manually to see if if there's something that's not operating correctly there. Recommend having, you know, replaced or repaired. Yeah. Some older houses, I mean, people, common question I get with uh, electrical and some plumbing and different things. I mean, even though I'm looking at maybe I walk into a house from the 60s or 70s, well, those electrical things weren't available back then. So I'm going to tell you, recommend to say, hey, I'd recommend upgrade to these electrical. But a lot of times the, uh, the sellers aren't required to bring a house fully up to new construction methods so that's a good question because i was in a home earlier today mm-hmm. and the breaker box did not have a main shutoff breaker so in that case they're so, supposed to be able to have six six switches to shut the entire house off 
or six movements is what it's, I think, called by the electrical. And this house was built in the 80s, so I thought that was kind of odd. Was there a main on the outside, possibly? Mm. That you, okay. Yeah, because sometimes some of those 80s houses, and even maybe in the 70s, they have they put the main on the outside of the house, but you still had like a, a main panel or a sub-panel in the huh. house without a main, so... Interesting. Um, yes, yeah, different. Yeah. So I mean, six moves. Six moves to be able to shut the entire house, electric off to the house is what it's supposed to be. But if you've got more than six breakers, yeah, then you I can't mean, technically shut the whole house off, right? Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's a difficult, <laughs> yeah, difficult line there. So that's I think sometimes I don't think I've ever seen just six breakers. In no, and, and I don't. You know, I've had that question before from electricians trying to figure out, like, okay, can you use two three fingers? fingers yeah, yeah, three fingers. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> I guess it's uh, whatever somebody may feel completely safe with on that. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised they. I you got some thought... big hands. I guess you could just shut one side off and the other side off. That's two moves right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, but yeah, back to so the tech, uh, checking all the outlets. Yeah, checking light all the switches. outlets, checking light switches, checking for cracks. I mean, that's what I'm. I inspect all the doors in the house to make sure they fully shut because if they don't shut or if they're a little firm to shut or close, it, it's an indicator of uh, settlements. So I'm looking for cracks around those doors, in particular, like diagonal cracks coming off the doorways. That shows that maybe one house, one part of the house is settled more than the other. So mm-hmm. that gives me a good idea to put it in the back of my head to say, okay, when I get lower in the house, I need to check on the foundation more, look at the crawl space, trying to figure out if there's what kind of settlement so, or cracks. So what do you on. do in a – so we had some scenarios where that happens sometimes, but mm-hmm. building code requirements have changed over the years. So you had floor joist requirements – you know, 20, 30, 30 years ago that aren't the same size that they are now and the spans are different and things like that. Mm-hmm. So do you still call those things out? Even though the house is built at that time, it was built correctly, but maybe you've got some settling with floor joists and stuff like that. So, Yeah, because, I mean, you can still improve it. I mean, whether or not uh, it's going to hold up for another 40 or 50 years, I don't know. So, I mean, I'm going yeah. to recommend to say, hey. We've had to put in a lot of piers and Yeah, put another and pier in, put a little footer in, whatever it may be that you need to make sure that that house is going to last. But is that something that the seller should have to do prior to selling the house? And have you found any? D- depending on how bad it is. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if I go under, I mean, I've gone under some houses where you see uh, joist or beams that are, you know, cracked and in need of immediate repair, right? That's going to be the, more likely. That's going to be the responsibility of the seller to to get that repaired or addressed. Excellent. All right, so we're in the middle of a typical home inspection process. So stay tuned. We'll be right back and uh, continue on with our conversation with John Gillis with Number One Kentucky Home Inspections. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Skinny. If you've got a home inspection, home improvement question, we have John Gillis with Number One Kentucky Home Inspections here with us. John and his company, you can give him a call at 859-447-6263, right? That's correct. And uh, the website is number one, is one, KentuckyHomeInspections.com, and that is the numeral one, KentuckyHomeInspections.com. Get some information there. All right, so we were were in the middle of a, what's the typical home inspection from phone call to completion, and we're, we're about half halfway or so through we've we've come out of the attic we're we're not hot anymore we're 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 down we're checking you talked about door frames and cracks and we're testing outlets and switches yep. so pick up from there yeah so basically after uh, especially during the summertime or maybe even during the winter time i'm going to crank that uh, hvac system up after i get out of the attic space turn the uh, 
AC down, make sure that thing's working efficiently. So a lot of times I try to turn them down about five degrees, if not 10 degrees from where the homeowner may, may set that. So as I'm going through the house, I want to make sure that I'm checking the outlets, checking to make sure that there's good airflow out of the, the vents that are coming in each bedroom or area of the house. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that, you know, check, taking temperatures coming out of the vents, making sure there's a good degree of change from the return to the, or from the uh, vents to the return. So, you know, I try to get all the age of the appliances for the, for the potential buyer. Uh, especially Are you pulling those off the serial numbers and stuff? The serial numbers, yeah. uh uh-huh. So I check yeah. the serial numbers, you know, of all the uh, the major appliances anyways, and then I'm making sure yeah, that's a good if they're thing. updated or if, how they are. So, I mean, if, you know, if you've got a 20-year-old HVAC, it's not going to last forever. So you, you want to know that as a potential buyer that, hey, I'm, I'm going to have probably have an expense, pretty major expense coming up down the road. So, yeah. Um, and that's a good thing for, for those listening to know, typical homeowner, you know, most of your serial numbers that are on your equipment – have the date in there. It's just you have to know how to read that serial number yeah, to get that date. Yeah, right? a, lot, a lot of the manufacturers, <laughs> they had it in there, and they're all a little bit different. I mean, a few of them now, they've started just actually putting the manufacturing date, but that's uh, few and far between. So, yeah. But, yeah, as, a, as I go through the house, I'm wanting to make sure it gets cooler or hot, um, trying to turn on the, all those major appliances. So what about, a, what about talk me through the bathroom? You know, what are you doing in there? Are you do I have to clean everything out from underneath my sink for you to to get in there? You know, uh, of course that's going to make it easier for me. But no, I'm, I'm turning on the sink, uh, let the sinks run for about five or ten minutes. I'm flushing the toilets three or four times, making sure they're secure. Are you, are you stopping the water in the sink and letting it get up to the uh, what's the the, the overflow? Oversp- overflow. I do not do that because okay. you re- I can't fully tell in a lot of cases if the bathtub if that's you know it's buried in the wall. So if that hasn't been installed correctly, it can cause more of a damage than yeah, what I want. That's we've seen some leaks yeah. from some of remodels. So I just try that. to tell people, you know, you don't want to fill the tub up that high. <laughs> I mean, if you do, the potential is there for that area to leak because a lot of yeah. installers don't take care of that install properly a lot of times. So you want to use that just in case of emergency if somebody forgets, you know, to turn it Leaves off. Leaves the water on. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what there that's, for that. That's what that's for. Yeah, yeah. so. Other than that, as I go, you know, go through the bath, turn on the shower, checking the flow of the tub, making sure there's no uh, do you do or anything. Are you doing any uh, dye testing in the commodes or anything, looking for leaks there? Don't do that. I mean, okay. I, I get down around the around the commodes though, making sure there's no leaks around the back. Uh, rock them, try to rock them back and forth, see if they're loose or not. Okay. Uh, see if there's any water coming coming from between the uh, toilet and the floor to see if it needs to be reset. You know, that wax ring can get old over over the years and can allow a little bit of water leaks around the, the toilet. So mm-hmm. looking for issues like that, cause that can lead to wood rot and stuff like that in the flooring as well. So, yeah. Um, I've been in a couple houses where I'm still surprised that the commode was above ground <laughs> and not down in the crawl space or the uh-huh. basement cause of the rotted floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just the drain that was holding it up. Yeah. I've, I've seen some of those <laughs> as well. I saw one the other day where I got in the crawl space and I looked around the toilet and I was like, Oh, I could have uh, easily fallen through that floor. So. <laughs> but yeah, so once I'm uh, done with the uh, bathroom, you know, go to all the bedrooms, check and make sure, like I said before, check and make sure everything's operational in those uh, windows, outlets, any anything I can possibly get to. And as I move down to possibly, you know, if it's a two-story house, I'm moving down to the next floor, probably starting the kitchen on most houses when I get down to the f- main floor. Before we talk about the kitchen, sure. so are, are you also looking for any termite issues or things like that or is that 
would somebody need that in addition to that, the home inspection? That is additional because that's uh-huh. separate license for that. So you have to have a, a different license, okay. uh, pest control <clears throat> license, basically to be able to perform that uh, inspection. So many cases, I mean, we can give recommendations on, on guys that we see out all the time to do that inspection. But number one, Kentucky Home Inspections, we, d- we don't do that uh, service. So. Gotcha. But definitely, I mean, I'm looking for damage. You know, if I see wood destroying insect damage, I'm going to let that uh, buyer know that, hey, yeah. you get some damage on there. You, need to, get, yeah, you yeah. need to get a termite inspection and, and probably need to figure out if there's any other damage that may be happening. So get a repair guy over here to see what kind of cost you're looking at to repair that. So Excellent. So so in the kitchen, what are you doing with, what are you checking in there and walk me through, you know, appliances? Are you, yeah, so are you making sure everything's working on appliances and all that stuff too? Yeah. As I go through the kitchen, I mean, I'm going to treat just like I'm in there trying to cook dinner trying for my family. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to know that the dishwasher runs. So, I mean, I start the dishwasher through a full cycle and uh, let it run for basically two hours while I'm doing the inspection. Turn on the burner, burners to the, uh, the stovetop. Put the turn the oven on. Make sure it gets up to three fifty to four hundred degrees. Fire up the microwave for a few you know minutes or so to make sure it's all, all working. Checking for lights. You know simple things underneath the microwave lights and fans, exhaust fans that are that you'll need. Uh, then I move on over to the uh, refrigerator. I check the refrigerator. Make sure the temperatures are good on both sides from the freezer and the uh, refrigerator side. And then I also check for, make sure it's uh, dispensing ice and water properly. So a lot of times those things go out and can be costly to repair if you don't uh, right. take a look at those. Uh, what's been the scariest or most dangerous home inspection you would say that you've been involved with over the years? Uh, I would say one that when I first got started within the first year, I had a... Don't worry, we won't say where it's at <laughs> it's or... Where, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I was, you know... Basically did the entire inspection, got down to the crawl space, and this is probably a 1910, 1920 house, so very knew it was going to be a tight crawl space anyways. Yep. I've oh. been in some, and I'm skinny, and I've been in some, and I felt claustrophobic. So. Oh, yeah. So I was not looking forward to this crawl space. And, and so I opened up that crawl space hatch, and there's probably a foot of water in there. And oh. as I open up the hatch, there's probably a good 10 snakes that scur- oh. scurled back in, into that water, and I was like... I am not this, going in no. there. So I, t- <laughs> I told them, I said, you get the water out of there and I'll come back and, and take care of this one. But I'm not going in there today. So <laughs> I think that's about the about the only time I've done that. But yeah, yeah. that was one I was, you know, safety issues. Uh, I'm not getting in there. So that's funny. Yeah. So so we're we're on the, in the kitchen. You've checked everything there. In the kitchen, checked everything there, running the sink, checking both sides, waste disposal, looking for any leaks under the sink, garbage disposal. Yep. Yeah. What about so, the what about the air air gap for the dishwasher, things like that? Just yeah, sure that yeah. Check, make sure that all that's going. I mean, that's listen for the drain as I run that dishwasher for two hours. I'm checking to make sure I'm listening as I go through the rest of the house. Make sure everything's uh, flowing through that cycle the way it should. So, and as I'm done with um, the kitchen, going to the living room, checking you know if there's a fireplace. I'm looking at the fireplace, looking up as much as I can into that that fireplace flue and in stacks so to make sure there's no cracks or any rusting going on that may be potential leak signs to but but you're not running a camera through that flue or anything right not no i'm not so gonna if they really want a good if they want that would that be a separate like a, a chimney sweep company or something like that that would need to look at that if they think there's issues there correct because uh basically a lot of times i'm going to recommend a type two uh fireplace inspection okay. which is a much thorough job i mean they're going to come out possibly clean the 
clean the fireplace and do a further uh, deeper inspection than what I can can do. Yeah. So and those guys, I mean, they're fireplace guys. They see them ten chimneys a day, possibly. Right. And so they know what they're, they know looking, what they're for looking for and stuff further than I would. So. I'm trying to look for those obvious things off the bat, and if it needs to be cleaned out, and if there's any potential fire hazards that that I can see, and then I'm going to recommend those guys to come out and do their 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 job. Excellent. So, yeah. So then you're down in the basement or the crawl space at that point, and yeah. So I mean, that's up. yeah, that's when it gets to the fun part. Uh, you know, getting to the basement. If it's you know most utility rooms are down in the basement, so I'm looking at you know additional HVACs down there, looking for. Make sure the plumbing and stuff, seeing what kind of age the plumbing's got, if it's copper, if it's galvanized plumbing, because, I mean, a lot of... Now, are you shutting off my water as you're there for anything, not, checking the main shutoffs or anything like nope, that? I don't not, have to worry not, about, you know, not gonna shut pilot lights going out or anything like nope. that. Where okay. So, I'm trying to leave the house exactly the way it was before I got there. So, gotcha. I'm going to do as thorough as I can without uh, disturbing the house for the, the sellers, because, I mean, in the end, it's still their house, and I'm a guest in their house, so I'm trying to treat it like you know, as a wood going into anybody's house. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as I go, you know, in the basement, I'm looking for piping, looking for leaks under piping. That's, that's where all the flushing and commodes and stuff. So if I go down there and I'm seeing leaks coming from that uh, toilet area, I know that, Hey, we've got a little bit of a plumbing issue that needs to be addressed. And that way you're not finding out about it, you know, six months or nine months or a year down the road Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. have to take care of it then. So we can get it taken care of before you move in and hopefully, uh, not any problems for you. So once I'm, um, Done, you know, in, in the crawl space, same way. I'm, I'm looking, crawling through there, looking for any leaks, any uh, making sure there's a vapor barrier down on the uh, the ground, so you don't get any of that vapor barrier up into the joist. So yeah, excellent. All right, so we we walked through that. Now we'll now we'll talk about uh, kind of the end result and what do we get uh, finishing up there. So stay tuned. John Gillis, number one Kentucky home inspections in the studio with us here at Skinny on the Home. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. This is Skinny. Jimmy Skinny McKinney. Skinny on the Home, brought to you by the Building Institute of Central Kentucky in the studios for our last little bit here. John Gillis with number one Kentucky Home Inspections, 447-6263 or the one Kentucky Home Inspections.com. And John, so we, we went through a typical home inspection process. So now I'm at the end. So you you scheduled my inspection for nine o'clock. You told me to come maybe at my lunch hour at twelve when yes. you got done. So tell me walk why 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 do I need to come back when you're done? And because I'm going to get a report, right? So yeah, you're going to get a report. But I prefer probably ninety nine percent of my clients. I really try to strongly influence them to be there at the end of my inspection for me to do a walkthrough with them. I okay. want them so I'll take them around the house. Yeah. I'm going to show them where the main water shutoff is. I'm going to show them where their filters are for their HVAC and you know when they need to replace them. I'm gonna, you know, show point me, out anything point that out maybe any, you saw. Yeah, that any came issues that way they understand when they get that report and they see a picture. They're not. They're not going. And, what? What yeah. is this? <laughs> They'll know exactly what, what I've talked about with them on hand. Walked them around the house so they better understand and get a better grasp for that. That's report a great hand holding, you know, experience. And that's what you know. We do that too with Jane R Construction with our clients. We try to handhold our clients through the whole process. Yeah, I mean, that and help them enjoy the process. So you're helping clients enjoy the process of being at home, being a homeowner, or the house they're going to buy, and feel feel like they've got uh, good education on what you found and, and those things. Definitely, I mean, there's people out there. I mean, you know, first time home buyers. I love dealing with first time home buyers because I like to educate that younger group. I mean, they maybe didn't grow up learning about a house or following you know, dad or mom around to change the filters and know where the water shut off and know where, how to shut the electrical panel off. 
so I try to walk them through all that to, so they feel more comfortable living in their own place and taking care of it. So Yeah, that's good. So tell us about, you wanted me to talk about a discount code. So Oh, yeah. I was For the invite, I appreciate you inviting me here. So I wanted to throw out you know any listeners out there that if you're looking to need a home inspection or just want to get the home inspection, like we talked about earlier, if you've been in the house for 15 years and you want to know, hey, what, what's going on with my house? Why is this happening? For 10% off, if you tell me the code SKINNY2020. 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 So that's your, that's your discount code. And even if you're looking to, it, it's always a good, it might be a good thing. You do. I know you do a lot of pre-inspections too. So somebody that mm-hmm. might be getting ready to sell their house can have you out, look through everything, maybe get some repairs done if need be ahead of time before you put your house on the market is a great idea because then the seller might have their own inspector that may not be you, right? And Yeah, that's going to save time overall through the yeah. whole process. I mean, there's several times where repairs, I mean, if you end up finding something that needs to be repaired and then trying to find a contractor that may be – Several majority, yeah, <laughs> majority of contractors, if they're good, they're going to be booked up for a while. So it's hard to get a good contractor back in there to do those repairs. So that's just going to slow down your whole closing and all the deals that may be domino affected because of all that. So yeah. I try to, you know, try to get as many people to understand that uh, a pre-home inspection is is worth it, and you know, you can catch some of that stuff that either simple or maybe possibly bigger that needs to be repaired that's going to be caught anyways. So there you so. go. So your discount code ten percent off your home inspection. Skinny 2020. There you go. With uh, John Gillis, number one Kentucky Home Inspections. Uh, again, one Kentucky Home Inspections.com or 447 6263. If you just Google number one Kentucky Home Inspections, you will find him there as well. Discount code Skinny 2020. Thanks for doing that for our, for our listeners cool. out there. Appreciate that. Go so, ahead. Appreciate it. Now, I do, you talked about radon earlier. So, mm-hmm. real quick before we get to the end, what is radon? Why do I need to inspect? I don't need to test for it. You know, what's, I've heard, you know, am I going to die if I get radon in my house? You know, so there's a lot of yeah, scariness I mean, around radon, especially it, here in Kentucky. Yeah, it's not like uh, carbon monoxide where you're going to walk in the house and immediately, you know, have health issues. It's going to be long-term uh, issues. It's basically like, uh, it's the second most leading cause of lung cancer. So it's uh, basically, depending on what your levels of radon mm-hmm. may be in a house, it could be like smoking several cigarettes to several packs of cigarettes a day. So mm-hmm. over time, that's going to develop in your lungs and, and cause you uh, health issues down the road. So there's been people that, you know, have lived in a house for 15, 20 years, never smoked a cigarette, and then they were getting lung cancer, and they finally realized that, hey, it's these high-level radon in a house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's really nothing to be too scared of because it can easily be mitigated mitigated yeah i mean you're maybe looking we at had thousand that to tested 2000. in ours when we first moved in and yeah, yeah i think it was yeah just so, under two thousand for us to get ours done so yeah so i i do a 125 dollars with home inspection 150 without the home inspection to get that test done it's a 48 hour so i i can just call you just for a radon inspection oh yeah so, well, will our listeners still get that pro, uh, promo code? Yeah, I can give that? the discount okay. off that. Yeah. So, All right. So yeah, you just need a radon service. inspection. And the equipment you use, we were talking about this, versus if I go to a box store somewhere and I get a test kit from there, I put that in, and that's a three-month kind of 90-day process to go through to get those results, whereas the equipment that you're using, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so typically what you're buying at the you know maybe box store is a charcoal test, so it's a little canister of charcoal. You'll probably put two of them out is what they'll sell. And that's grabbing the air and grabbing those radon particles in that canister. And then you let it sit for three months. Then you box them up, send them back to the lab. 
they give you an average over three months. My system is going to give you a average over the 48 hours, but my system or equipment is designed to get that test back quickly, give you that average for a real estate transaction. So you don't yeah, have to wait three yeah. months. You you know, my buyers want to sell. Yeah, yeah. Is this, this house have a high rate on level or not? And a high level is, is 4.0 or above okay. uh, on a rate on test. So if you, if you hear people talking about 4.0 or 2.0 or whatever, that's anything below a 4.0. So is, if I've got all A's and I've got a perfect grade point average, then that, I need to get that. <laughs> 4.0, yes. <laughs> yeah. so. That's good. Excellent. John, thanks for being here with us. And, of course, I kind of surprised you a little bit, told you how we kind of end the show. So I'm going to ask you some questions. So this is our this is our skinny bonus round that, that I like to ask all of our guests. So these are just – we'll ask you some questions. And I didn't ask you these – you don't even know what I'm going to ask you. Do you? No, I don't. Yeah, no, so. I was going to say I didn't get this. I thought I was supposed to get a list yeah, or something beforehand. He's, if you could see him, he's turning a little red. He's getting a little mm. nervous. No, no, just kidding. All right, so here we go. Do you match your socks when I need to? <laughs> Before I put them on, I guess. <laughs> we we have a bin of socks at the house, so yeah, mine don't get matched because I don't match them until I need them, and then I'm searching through that that uh, hamper to to uh, match them for the day. I asked that question because I never match my socks. I'm always, you know, I, got two I, I, I was going to say, That's I like mine. your socks. <laughs> Ice cream or a chocolate bar? Mm, that's a chocolate bar. Chocolate bar? Yeah. yeah. Puppies or kittens? Puppies, definitely. I'm, right. I'm allergic to cats. So, Are you? Yeah. It's, uh, I, every time I go into a home inspection with the cats, I can immediately know my eyes start uh, getting watery and itchy. And is, that a, is that a question you ask prior to going in if no i mean it's it's nothing that bad i just as soon as i can walk in i can tell yeah, a lot take of times. a Allegra or something yeah just take a little <laughs> so no big deal all right so hot humid day sunny or 70 degree spring day raining Ooh. i would say 70 and raining actually yeah. i mean if i'm working i'd rather have it that way but if i'm golfing i'd rather have it the other way so <laughs> yeah i know you got a, you got your golf shirt on today so. yeah not golfing today but yeah that's my regular outfit is my golf clothes so. there you go yeah Snowing, stay inside or go outside? Uh, go outside. That's yeah. what I always say. If, if it's cold, I'd rather have it snowing so I can play with the kiddos and uh, you know take them sledding or build a snowman or whatever it may be. There you go. Yeah. Do any skiing or snowboarding yeah. over the years or anything? Uh, I do ski. My sister lives out west, so we've been to Utah and Colorado out there. So I've been, able to, been blessed to be able to take uh, take advantage of her living out there and She's a uh, actually a park ranger or a forest ranger. So oh, that's nice. She's, yeah, lived in some beautiful uh, knows places. Knows all the back ways to get in. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> That's great. Mustard or ketchup? Both, actually. I mean, if... Uh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I th- we, me and my daughter had this conversation the other day about... Uh, <laughs> she watches these bacon shows, and they were saying you can't put ketchup on a hot dog. But I was like, I put ketchup, mustard, relish, everything I can on a hot dog. So. <laughs> that's funny. Favorite book? Or recent book you've read? Hmm. I've always been, I've always liked investing books. So anything about the economy or just stock market, things like that, I've always mm-hmm. uh, enjoyed reading, just getting much education. Is there, one, is there one that stands out to you that? There is, oh, this is why I should have, you should give me the list beforehand. Yeah. I would have had the book name. <laughs> it's been several, several years ago since I read that, but. Pay Yourself First is the the book I read probably 20 years, probably close to 20 years ago now. Yeah. That led me on a nice financial track. It's sort of like the same thing as Dave Ramsey, your right. deal. I mean, it just, uh, you know, take care of yourself, put your money back 
for that rainy day or because you never know how, how long you can work i mean in my field i could easily fall off a roof or you know get hurt one day you know, well, we won't speak that on you. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, cl- we'll claim that you're going to be healthy and safe for the yeah. rest of your life, so we're good there. All right, if you weren't uh, doing your current career, what would you be and why? I always thought I wanted to be an architect growing up. Realized I didn't want to do that. I mean, I think if I were to do it another way, I would probably be in road and bridge construction like an engineer in that. Okay. Because, I mean, a bridge, bridge design and stuff like that has always interested me. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Well, John, thanks again for being here with us this week. And uh, Yeah, really enjoyed it. Thanks Thank for our listeners out there. Thanks for tuning in. Skinny on the Home, your host, Skinny, with uh, John Gillis, number one Kentucky home inspections. Give them a call. Use the code SKINNY2020. All right, make it a great week, and I'll see you guys next week. Next week.